0: Hello out there in podcast world. This is Renew Gurus, your source for all things energy, policy, and politics in Missouri and beyond. I'm Executive Director James Owen, coming to you live on tape from my undisclosed location here in Columbia, Missouri. Joining me by Zoom, on the boards, Danielle Wilson. Danielle, hello. Hi, happy to be here. (laughs) You sound it. Uh, (laughs) Who, you will, like, now you are less than two months away from leaving us. I am. Pretty sad, huh? It is, actually. I've enjoyed working with you, and, uh, but you're gonna go off to do big things and going off to law school, and it's gonna be pretty exciting. Uh, also, at the Renew Missouri offices, newly reopened offices, I'm not there right now because I've been, I don't know, just working from home and trying to not get sick, uh, but at our office is Tim Opitz. General Counsel for Renew, Missouri.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, James.
0: Yeah, don't wave. We're not uh <laughs> we're not we're not gonna have this video out. Otherwise, I would have done my hair.
1: Uh, fair enough.
0: Uh okay, so Tim, um, you know, I wanted to take this time to talk a little bit about um some some of what has changed a little bit in our uh in our world as far as how utilities are operating in this new um, environment. Um, And the reason this has kind of been brought on is because we've got a couple of things happening at the PSC. Uh, Before we went on mic, we were talking a little bit about, we were trying to figure out if the PSC offices are open. They're not open to the public um we think that uh, the employees are going in to work there but um we're still not having any hearings everything's still being done online um you know i don't know if we've ever talked about this very much but you know PSC commissioners their weekly agenda meeting as we call it they do those online streaming you can watch those um whenever they whenever they're broadcasting so it's um, you know that's democracy in action isn't it tim
1: yeah sort of. in the before times you could actually go to the building and uh sit in the same room with them so but um you could
0: you you could have uh yeah you i mean they all it's just like literally like just a little office that they all sit around this big board room and everyone kind of sits around the wall and everyone's cramped and usually in a pretty bad mood if they're there so it's fun um but okay so the psc is not is, not, is, is, is in business, they're doing business. Um, we've had a couple of filings recently uh, because, you know, and I think it's important to talk a little bit about, well, how have utility companies been affected by this? I mean, I think the one thing that we've seen is, I don't think we've heard anything about any like massive problems with this. I mean, I don't think any of the utilities have had like an onslaught of illnesses with their employees. I think they've done a pretty good job with that but the utility companies have stopped the investor in utilities anyway. That'd be like Ameren, Evergy, Liberty, Missouri American Water, Spire, all of them have kind of uh, discontinued disconnections. Uh, they weren't doing those during the pandemic um, and they weren't doing bill collections. So what we've heard is there's a lot of major customers, um, you know, not just people who live at their house or live in an apartment who might be struggling Uh, to pay their bills but a lot of big customers either have not been operating like let's say if you're evergy and they have a big ford plant up in northern kansas city that's not been in operation since march march right tim i think it's been march it's been march i know that uh
1: (laughs) okay well yeah
0: uh and and so they've just had a lot of major customers not paying a bill or having a bill and so there's been a couple of responses to that. Um Evergy, speaking of which, they have filed uh they have filed an application.
1: So, so James, oh yes, I, Tim. I was gonna say, can, so before we're diving into this, I just kind of sure. wanna like the overview of how our utilities have uh adapted, our investor-owned utilities adapted to yep. um dealing with the pandemic. Um I'd kind of put it into buckets like Mm. In what we've experienced and, and what I've seen is, you know, in one bucket you've got regulatory operations, which I would say are things like rate cases or uh filings that they've got to make or you know communications with uh stakeholder groups in, in various cases. Um so that's changed a little bit. Um mm. a second bucket is how they interact with customers. Um and we right. kind of talked about that a little bit with uh disconnections, um some reconnections financial help um, and you know how it's impacted their program offerings right uh, to customers and then the I'd call it the last bucket that we at Renew Missouri deal with directly are kind of how the utilities finances Mm. um, are going to approach this and so far we've seen two utilities Evergy and uh, Spire Energy um, try to uh, seek accounting authority to be able to address how their finances have been.
0: Ah, yes. The filings I was talking about. They want to have a, they want, I guess what they're basically wanting, Tim, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. They want to have some sort of ability to record any losses of this as a, as a, what, as an asset?
1: Yeah, it would be a regulatory asset, um, is how they would uh, record it on their accounting books. Uh, Basically, it would just give them, the power to, when they do have another rate case, look back and say, we should be able to build some portion of that into our rates because we lost that money.
0: So basically uh, what they'd be asking for is an increase in rates at a later time to make up for the revenue they lost during this period.
1: That's right. Yeah. Because their rates can't change right now without a rate case.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I like your buckets analogy. <laughs>
1: Well, well, I mean, because they're they're very distinct things, you know. The regulatory operations just take, for example, um, we had we were in the middle of a uh, pretty significant rate case, the Empire Liberty Empire rate case, yeah, uh, was going on, and offices shut down. Um, people were, uh, you know, told to stay home if they could, um, but we still had, you know utilities are an essential service and you know, being able to keep the lights on requires them being able to collect money. Right. So literally
0: in that case.
1: So we, um, nothing. Okay. (laughs) Went forward. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I was trying to make this funny, but that flopped. (laughs) It was low hanging fruit. I'd say.
0: Oh, it was.
1: You're right. Uh, I'll do better next time. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, so we had some interesting uh, learning processes. How we went through that, um, you know, we s- had the uh, regulatory law judge schedule conferences via Zoom, where yeah. you know there was a court reporter and the regulatory law judge on the screen, uh, where you could see them, and everybody else was either blacked out uh, or not. You know, one. Now, one we of think the meetings, everybody else. Right? Well, everybody else would be uh, utility representatives, the commission staff representatives, um, other stakeholders. Uh, there were a myself. lot of parties in those things. There's a lot. There were a signif- significant amount of people. Um, and even within the parties, there's often, you know, in the case of the commission staff, I think they had like 12 attorneys working on it, plus, you know, a hundred technical staff. So yeah. um, not everybody tuned in, but um, yeah, they, it was a big endeavor. Um, I did get... Uh, picked on during one of them because I thought that it would be on video. So I had worn a tie. Uh, So that was a learning experience. I decided (laughs) I'll just turn my camera off in the future so I don't get picked on. But yeah. um, Yeah. So so that's how the processes went. We did reach an agreement that we wouldn't have live hearings. Right. um, And so everything was taken on briefs with some additional accommodations for new evidence and commissioner questions and opportunities to provide comment to that. Yeah. Um, One thing, uh, most of the parties did reach a settlement in that case and it was filed in the docket, but uh, one party objected. Um, And so our friends of the
0: office of public counsel, objected. Yes.
1: So that was an interesting uh, aspect of, you know, normally when you are in settlement negotiations, you are in the basement of the governor office building, um, you know, up, until nine o'clock at night or whatever um uh kind of a back and forth waiting for you know different parties to agree or disagree with provisions so uh doing it over zoom or via phone call was uh a different experience as well i think it was a little bit harder uh definitely with technical issues and Mm -hmm. um you know i don't I don't know how secure it was even. I mean <laughs> I, I well I've seen stories, you know, on, on you know on the national news or local news about uh you know, Zoom meetings being hacked into by just people punching random Yeah
0: numbers. So, well you're talking about sensitive stuff. You're talking about like energy infrastructure. I mean like that's stuff that would be of interest to bad actors.
1: Oh yeah, that's I mean, that's a little uh, I don't know, Tom Clancy-ish, but I would say, Oh,
0: are you saying I'm exaggerating, Tim? (laughs) I mean,
1: I think, yeah, people could, there could be bad actors. I think it's probably more like um, SEC violations where if people figure out um, what is going on in secret settlement, confidential Mm -hmm. settlement negotiations that that might be um, problematic for uh, right. 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 So, So, yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of, sensitive issues working with yeah
0: so companies. and kind of also like just in the not only just the logistics of this right case i mean so we're involved with this empire right case it was supposed to be i think went to hearing it was supposed to have gone to hearing in like april i think is that right
1: that sounds right yeah
0: yeah but okay so in, in the case that we dealt with was very much uh different than what had been filed because they were asking for you know, a decent-sized uh, rate increase, which is something that we didn't usually get involved in, but they were also asking for an increase in their customer charge, which is the fixed uh, amount of your bill, which does cause us concern and something we get involved with. But then when they, when it came down to kind of settling this and trying to resolve this before we went to hearing, they basically got rid of the rate increase. They got rid of the increase to the customer charge, and that was kind of something that, uh, became a secondary issue. Uh, I think there was an, a thing, some things that we were still fighting, like trying to make sure their energy efficiency budget stayed the same, which it did. That's right. what we got an agreement on, um, and that ended up became like kind of a protracted fight to make sure that stayed the, kay- the way uh, without getting into any settlement discussions. But um, but then I think there was some questions that the, some of the parties, like the office of public council, wanted a rate. For, I mean, they wanted money return. Did they not to, well, to customers?
1: Not, not um, I wouldn't say returned. I would say a rate decrease.
0: A, a decrease, right? A
1: decrease, right? When I think of a return, I think of like actually giving you money, but a decrease would just be. Your bill yeah. going forward would be at a lower rate. Yeah.
0: I didn't mean to suggest that's what they were suggesting, but I mean, you know, just, yeah, to, you know, I wouldn't of put offset. it system, them, but. <laughs> well, it sounds like a good idea. Maybe the office of <laughs> yeah. public council could sign the check. Uh, uh, On yeah, the memo so, line,
1: right.
0: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we've heard of that before, but. Uh. <laughs> um, so that changed. I mean, because Empire had not come in for a rate case in a while because uh, they got, uh, they were approved for a merger and acquisition by Liberty back in early 2017. Uh, part of the deal on that was they were going to do a rate case moratorium. This was their first rate case since that moratorium lifted. And now, but I think we do think they're going to come back in the fall, don't we, Tim, with a new rate right. case?
1: Um, yeah. As our frequent listeners will recall, Empire is uh, constructing 600 megawatts of wind in southwest Missouri and southern yes. Kansas. Um, which will hopefully start coming online in early 2021.
0: They're putting the wind turbines up. I've seen pictures
1: of that. So um, when that happens, they will file a rate case, probably before that happens exactly, to try and time it to reduce regulatory lag. Right. Um, And that's when their next rate case will be. So I think we'll be doing another rate case probably around this time next year.
0: Mm Mm-hmm lucky us <laughs> uh yeah
1: uh, if there is a next time no i'm just kidding
0: um <laughs> uh. uh
1: yeah that's uh you know who
0: knows <laughs> what kind of live- world we'll be living in in 2021 right
1: uh well there's a uh, <laughs> i i reference uh james between you and myself i i think back to old simpsons episodes quite a bit and there of was one, uh homer is trying to comfort lisa about you know something uh i don't know her saxophone was missing or something and yeah he says uh you know don't worry about it you could wake up dead tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> okay and he's like well good night
0: yeah <laughs> so very uh very comforting um. Uh yeah no i mean so like so so that was i mean so yes i mean in addition to just it being uh, it kind of being an odd way of dealing with the ray right case it it did change a lot of the way we talked about how they were going to operate and you know and and so that was interesting because they did i think they probably realized that in the middle of all this when their customers were going to be getting laid off and when their larger customers were not going to be able to perhaps pay their bills that they weren't going to be able to like get much headway with getting a rate increase. I mean, that was just interesting to me that that was a calculation they made. I
1: think, yeah, I think that there was, yeah, perhaps they thought they weren't going to get much headway, but also I, I don't want to discount their, um, to their credit, their good faith efforts of saying like we can't raise rates on people right now. I mean, there's, I think in the last six weeks or eight weeks, what, like 40 million people have filed for unemployment? I don't, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's something like that, yeah.
1: I mean, I know a lot of that has been in service industry and, you know, mm-hmm. the coastal areas, but, but um, I'm sure that Empire's customers weren't untouched by that.
0: There are restaurants in Joplin, there are restaurants in Aurora, uh, and there are certainly casinos just over the state line <laughs> down there, and those weren't open. Even and I know a lot of people lost their jobs doing that kind of work. So,
1: yeah, a lot right? of uh, I don't know. Thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> so okay. So that was okay. So that was a big example of like something that was different. And so, um, then with now with this question is okay. So an in ever G Inspire, as you mentioned, they have filed specific, uh, you know pleadings asking for this accounting Um, and I, you know, and I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people, especially regulators and the state consumer advocate who might take issue with that. But I think that's probably going to be something that, um, you know, commission is going to probably look favorably on. I mean, don't, I mean, isn't it true, Tim, and I just sound like I'm cross-examining you. Isn't it true, Mr. Opitz, that uh, there, there are efforts or in great cases, prior to this that they try to get uncollected bills and you know debt uh from uncollected bills kind of spread out to other ratepayers through the rate base i mean they've tried but that that's something they do yeah they, that, they try to do
1: um i think we we talk talk about it as like bad debt expense which yeah. will um um i mean it's kind of a re- revolving account right as they collect money from people who are able to reconnect eventually like that have been previously written off. It'll kind of count against that account. And then as new people are unable to pay and that debt becomes uncollectible, that will add to that account. And so when there's a rate case, they kind of look at the bad, bad debts uh, accumulated in that test year period, which is then uh, the utility can generally include in their rates. So just assuming that you know you're going to have some level of bad debt expenses as a cost of operating a utility.
0: Yeah, and, and um, all so, of this, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I, I, I was going to say. So, I I think you're going to, if for utilities who are going to file rate cases during um, where the test year would be uh, during this time period, the bad debt expenses would already be probably included in that. I would think to some degree. Yeah. Um, but. For utilities who aren't planning on filing rate right cases where the test year would be right now, they're going to be needing some sort of accounting treatment for um, taking that increase right now of bad debt expense, if there is one, uh, into consideration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think, and for everyone listening, I mean, you might ask yourself, why does, I mean, why does Missouri care about this sort of thing? I mean, well, look, I mean, one of the things we care about this is because this is one of our big focuses in trying to reduce energy bills, people's energy burdens, because we think that, you know, because, you know, you know, utility debt, uncollected un- bills, you know, we try to get uh, people uh, pointed in the right direction of LIHEAP assistance, weatherization assistance. Those are all things that are available to low-income customers um, trying to make sure that people reduce uh, their consumption um, through policies, programs, products that they can have in their house or their apartment. And uh, so all this kind of plays into what we're doing, and it's important to us because we do a lot, or we are now doing a lot of advocacy with with low-income customers, with our national allies on this when you hear us talk about energy efficiency for all, or the National Housing Trust; those are formal affiliations that Renew Missouri has. So all this kind of plays together, and that's why it's important for us to think about uncollected debt and people not paying their bills.
1: Right. When we talk about you know customer affordability, um, I think that energy efficiency plays a large role in that, and um, you know customer charge certainly plays a role in that, and you know trying to reduce the amount of money customers have to pay. Um, I think renewable energy. Um, well, we argued in Empire's wind case that adding 600 megawatts of wind would uh, reduce the revenue requirements over the um, planning period for customers. So we think all of these things play into affordability of, yeah. of uh, electricity for customers. Yeah. I'm
0: not going to sit here and pretend that like what we're talking about, what we're doing is going to be the end-all solution to it, but I think it does have a critical... Um, part to play especially when you're talking about how we can reduce how much power people use and how much their bills are so anyway
1: yeah a a um, lot of that is a lot of that is over the you know longer term or medium term so yeah um, you know so some of these programs that the utilities are doing right now to help with uh, people's immediate terms are just as important right
0: yeah yeah that's right um, so, yeah, so, I mean, and I think that, you know, we're going to get involved at, at least to a, this extent that we're going to monitor, uh, the Evergy case. Did we get, I don't know. I can't remember if we got in, in, in entered in the Spire case. I know we were thinking about it, but, um, I should know this. <laughs> we,
1: we, we were planning on doing it. Intervention yeah, okay. has not, um, passed yet. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but I know we have engaged, we have, in, 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 we have, in, in, we have indicated to the PSC that we're interested in being involved with the workshop. They've, they've done, a, they've set up a workshop to deal with these topics about, um, oh, how, how to collect these, how to collect this debt, how to deal with these bills, and I don't really know quite what that's going to look like. But usually, most workshops involve filing comments, having kind of a little, um, you know, group like a day long meeting where we all show up and kind of discuss these issues. They said it; a, the PSC sets an agenda, the commissioners or most of the commissioners are there and we kind of discuss what is on our minds about it.
1: Usually yeah, so, it doesn't
0: devolve into arguing, but sometimes it does.
1: So <laughs> the, um, the reason that we have that, um, a need for that workshop is because the utilities did take steps to um, did take steps to address. Sorry, my phone was ringing. I wasn't sure if you oh, could hear that. Oh boy!
0: Wow, well, this is really horrible. Uh, to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was actually getting distracted by Danielle's cat. <laughs> that I can mean, see it was my roommate's dog. She has a little wiener dog. That was a dog. Wow. She's a miniature dachshund, right. she's 7 pounds. <laughs> well, that dog/cat slash was adorable. Um so okay. so the reason
1: so so the reason <laughs> this workshop is necessary is because um uh our electric investor owned utilities um took steps to uh, help customers out and that was saying they're not going to discontinue uh service for non-payment, right? Right. So if people can't pay their bills, they're still using it right now. And especially if they're at home for those eight weeks or some people still may be at home, Mm -hmm. um, they're going to continue accumulating, uh, debt expense. Um, the utilities also, um, have suspended late payments during that period, um, various dates, but that's still going on right now. Um, and they've all offered some level of financial help um, to their customers to like help Uh them pay down the, these arrearages. Right. Um, I mean, it's,
0: I mean, I think they did, I mean, they kind of were very proactive in taking that responsibility. No one told them to do it. I mean, I think that there had been some, I heard there was discussions with the governor's office and they kind of said like, look, you don't, we're, we're going to do this on our own. You don't have to like, you know, have the PSC get involved with it. And so, I mean, I think that to their credit's good, that they were proactive with that.
1: That is good, uh, you know it reminds me of usually in every big rate case when the utility is seeking an increase, they uh, will have one witness come up who talks about how good they are to their community and um, you know what they do with you know, for example, the United Way or their community yeah. action agencies, um, and I think that is good. that is an important part of um, the public services that they offer.
0: yeah. I mean, like, look, I mean, we, I know we sit here and we, uh, we tend to be critical. <laughs> I mean, not always. I mean, we're going to like our next podcast is going to be like pretty, uh, we're actually going to have someone from Ameren on here to talk about one of their programs. Um. So, you know, but we, well, we're trying to be like honest about, you know, some things we like and some things we don't. Yeah. They've been, they've been good during this period. Now the question is going to be, yes, how is that absorbed um, moving forward? And I think that's what the, um, that's what this is about, and you know, and also I think you know one of the things that we are we are struggling with, and we are trying to work with other parties and with the utilities is on things like right now, and you know I've tried to share uh, some literature on this and some articles about this. I mean, right now, energy efficiency is very uh, tricky to do because usually energy efficiency efforts, um, you know, we promote the energy efficiency efforts of the utilities, including the gas utilities. But that usually is pretty uh, labor-intensive. That means someone coming into your house, doing a test, mm-hmm. doing an audit, and then making those improvements. Very tough to do when you're on lockdown or you've got social distancing to have some stranger in your house or have someone go into a strange house and make those improvements. And we've, we've talked a little bit about, I mean, we had, a, we had a, a, a webinar a couple weeks ago on energy efficiency and public health. And we had Bill Davis on from Hammer and talking about, how they were doing it. And it's,
1: it's pretty limited right now, isn't it? It's pretty limited, but there are still some things that they're able to do. Um, you know, things that you can do outside of the house. And I think as, um, well, I have no idea. I hope someday, uh, we'll be able to, uh, (laughs) interact with people in person again. But, um, you know, I think that, (laughs) uh, people will adapt, um, life will find a way as ah uh, oh, yes as Park Jeff Goldblum us.
0: said in um oh yes but, but should you do it <laughs> uh, Well, you should
1: do you should do energy efficiency yeah,
0: yeah I think he was talking about making dinosaurs um right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> no yeah I mean like so yeah because I mean I think that is like a that is a struggle um that is, a, uh, that is a struggle um, that we are trying to deal with, because I, I think there have been some, some parties that have brought up questions of, well, should we discontinue uh, energy efficiency budgets and funding right now because we are not able to do it? And to me, and I'm not trying to be critical of that question. To me, I think the question that we should be asking is, well, how do we modify our, our efforts to do energy efficiency during stuff like this? I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, when we talk to Ameren or when we talk to Evergy, you know, they, they talk about, you know, they're still able to, like, deliver products uh, to your house. Like, if you can, like, have a, a thermostat, a new thermostat added to your house. Those are things they can do. Um, you know, I would still maintain, you know, Ameren's still working towards a goal of getting the pay as you save on bill finance programming uh, in by the first of the year. Um, you know, that's, we, we can plan for things like that. So hopefully when we get to this new form of normal, uh, that we will be able to, um, have those in place.
1: Right. Definitely want to hit the ground, hit the ground running.
0: Um, yeah, you know,
1: it's, it's, I guess as, as a anecdote, you know, we are, um, always looking at how the utilities are doing their resource planning, right? Um, And and by we, I mean stakeholders, you know, Sierra Club, the utilities, the staff, the OPC, um, which is a long-term process. And uh, for the people who are looking at their resource plans right now, a big component is what they project their customer load to be. And, you know, so they may be, um, some stakeholders say, well, why don't we just not do any planning right now because we're in such an aberration or we think it's an aberration of a period that your data is no good um or may might not be good going forward um but i think there's been uh guidance i think it was southwest power pool they had a a, sort of a stakeholder call where they were talking about yes we expect um you know as as uh the economy and you know uh, public health orders are lifted um we're going to see a pretty quick bounce back to load. Hmm. Um, uh, You know, that's what their expectation is. Back to
0: pumping, uh, back to pumping coal in the air, huh? (laughs) uh,
1: Coal or, well, Southwest Power Pool has a lot of wind. so. um, Oh,
0: Tim, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Am I? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, because I mean, this has reduced consumption. I mean, I, I think you know one of the things that's always important to remember is like residential rates are higher, but you are using less power overall. Um, so you might be at home a lot. You might be running your dishwasher a lot. I know we've used our dishwasher a lot um, just because we're been trying to eat at home because uh, we don't have another choice. Uh, and so. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it is going to be, I mean, I think it's interesting to, you know, even like, think about this happening again or something similar happening this again and how you plan for that. And to me, it's about potentially reducing consumption and trying to, you know, and and continually trying to make sure that we are uh, operating where we can deal with these kind of stresses and these kind of unusual
1: situations. Um, You know, James, you'd, you'd, use less energy if you wash them by hand, right? <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> oh, oh, I know.
0: I know. It's terrible. Um yes, that's true. Do you do that, Tim? No, I don't. Of course okay, I just don't. Checking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all should though. We'll be these, you know, we'll be these uppity liberals who tell you what to do and we don't do the same thing. So um just kidding. Um maybe. So so yeah, so we've got all of this. We're trying to figure out how this is going to work, but that's kind of what we've been doing. And, and you know, um, you know, just as an example, you know, the legislature was out for like a month and a half, and so what I tried to do then was work on instead of being down there and lobbying and dealing with all of that insanity, that uh, legitimate just wackiness. You know, trying to work with uh, other state agencies that were still operating, trying to, like, advance our goals, move forward, um, and just taking that time that I wasn't spending getting ready for hearings or, you know, getting yelled at by lawmakers and trying to work on other things. Um, I, think, and I think some of that's been pretty productive. But now, having said that, we did end up having a legislative session towards the end. I know, uh, I think the last one of these I recorded was with John Kaufman, with the Consumer Council. And we were talking a little bit about that. That was right before the um, session ended. It was uh, it was wild towards the end because they literally had been gone for a month and a half and they had um, tried to cram just about everything they had uh, planned for the session into three weeks. Um, which, in my opinion, didn't really result in good governance. I know we talked a lot about that during that um, uh podcast but it was not good I, I don't think it's going to be something that people will look back and say oh that was a really good productive session um one thing that's of interest i know it's a controversial subject the grain belt legislation that we've talked about a lot uh that would prevented that company from using emmett domain that was some that there were some maneuvers to get that passed into a bill on the last day and when i say the last day i mean like at three or four in the morning on the last day uh that Well, left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and kind of caused the last day to be really unproductive because the Senate, the state Senate, believed that the House had slipped this language in and then wouldn't agree to take it out without them doing something far more drastic. And so they did a rare vote to rehear a a vote they had done, which that passed unanimously, and they shot down what they had voted for because there's language in there they didn't realize was there pretty unprecedented um like i said i think the speaker of the house noted in the the journal for that day because you can write objections to things he objected saying that was that he that legally he should have had some they should have not heard it i don't know uh but it's too late now he doesn't really have any recourse on that that's really just for uh posturing and preservation of the record um so yeah i mean so that was that was not very fun (laughs) I hope we don't have to do that again either.
1: Well, you know, James, you um, talked about it's it's it was a huge disruption. But you talked mm-hmm. with me earlier um, about how the number of bills that went through um, were surprisingly consistent yeah. with prior years. Um,
0: yeah, you're only seeing about fifty some odd bills get through the sessions. Um, and then, I mean, and then really, that comes back to, and I say this a lot, and I, I don't think this is a big secret, the Senate, the state Senate we have right now, 34 members versus 163 members in the, in the House, they have a tendency to really block a lot. And, and, you know, I almost argue that, yes, there is some unanimity with the Senate. Um, you know, there's a pretty big block of Republicans there. I think it's like 23 right now. And we lost two Democratic senators to appointments at the beginning of the year, including a former Renew Guru's uh, guest, Jason Holzman, Commissioner Holzman. Um, And so even with that, even with like there being kind of a lopsided majority there, there's still a lot of gridlock. Um, And so when people talk to me about what kind of legislation, what kind of productivity do you think we can have on renewable energy and energy efficiency policy? I'm always pretty skeptical that it's going to be significant because nothing really gets through. So it could just be the nature of the, of the, of the legislature. So they might as well just have three week sessions. Maybe that would make my life a lot easier. <laughs>
1: every, every other year. Does, doesn't some state do that? Like they, they only, make- yeah, Louisiana
0: does that. Okay. Um, and many Texas does it. I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, Texas, they've got, uh, more Congress. Uh, they have more members of Congress than they do in the state Senate. Fun huh. fact. I don't That's... know what that means anyway. And also they assign stuff by seniority. So even though the Republicans are in the majority there, uh, there are democratic chairs of certain committees because of just seniority, which we don't have here because you can only be in the Senate for eight years and you only be in the house for eight years. So <laughs> no one has seniority. <laughs> um, Tim, closing thoughts. Have we covered everything about the last three months?
1: <laughs> it's been a interesting three months. Um, mm-hmm. So things are, uh, you know, chugging along with utilities. Yeah. I mean, they keep producing power and people keep using it. So
0: I will say, I'm a Columbia Water and Light customer, and I have not had any disruptions uh, during this period. So kudos to them for that um you're a co-op member aren't
1: you tim yeah i am my boone electric co-op boone
0: electric yeah we like them they do some decent stuff compared to some of the other co-ops comparatively <laughs>
1: <laughs> our co-ops are a uh a uh, area that could use some improvement but mm-hmm. there has been um you know up in i think northern missouri there was a large wind farm that the co-ops uh, yeah started a man- 350 megawatts yeah purchasing mm-hmm. power from so, so there is some movement and yeah. i mean i think that speaks um to the um cost effectiveness of renewable generation yeah. rather than to the um progressive mindedness of yeah. um co-op boards but well we're,
0: we're quietly working with them on some stuff that we're not ready to like publicly talk about yet but when we do i think it's gonna be really exciting and really positive but we just gotta like get some other pieces in place so, ooh, quite a teaser, huh? Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, I think we've gone over our time. Um, let me just end by saying, okay, so uh, next Friday, we are going to be doing a seminar slash webinar. Uh, the webinar, uh, the seminar portion is going to be, uh, I think the idea is we're going to be in Topeka, Kansas at the Dillon House, which is in downtown Topeka, Uh, We're actually going to be looking at um, some topics that got brought up in the Kansas legislature about possible reforms to utilities and to energy policy there. They did a report. Some of those things included renewable energy standards, um, securitization, integrated resource planning, things that we do in Missouri. And so we thought it might be helpful to go over to the Sunflower State and do a webinar seminar on that. Um, We sent an email about that out on Tuesday, uh, and I think we'll be sending out some more of that i uh, probably be putting up some social media on that, Danielle, I think. And, um, uh, you know, it's $300. I know that's a lot. I know it's a lot for you. But you know what? Uh, under the CARES Act, the, uh, the economic relief, you can take $300 off of your um, – you know, off your taxes to a charitable contribution. So you can get some benefit to that. Tim, you're looking around at me, like I said that wrong. I know it's more complicated than that, but talk to your advisor. Yeah. Talk to I'm your good. tax
1: advisor. Yeah.
0: I'm not a tax. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. I'm an attorney, I play an attorney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm an attorney folks. Don't, don't sweat it. Um, so yeah, we, we will get you to uh, sign up on that at Eventbrite and we'd love to have you. I think you'll find it informational and entertaining maybe (laughs) but uh yeah so is there anything else i should be plugging daniel no okay tim anything you want to share no you're good i'm good all right well hey thanks everyone and we'll see you next time on the radio